Hey, this is Brittany McClam, and you're listening to the Nashville Rocks Podcast. Nashville You're listening to the Nashville Rocks Podcast. Your source for independent music in Nashville and the Mid-South. Nashville Now, your host, Jason Coleman. Hey, Nashville Rockers. I'm Jason Coleman, your host for the ninth episode of the Nashville Rocks podcast. I'm excited to introduce my guest today. But before we get started, if you want more info about the artists on the podcast and other independents, as well as major artists, artist resources, band profiles, and more, make sure to hit the website at NashvilleRocks.com. Do you need a music video or a website? Every artist or band should have these two things. And I'm talking about your own website, not a profile on another website. And you may not believe that music videos are more affordable than you'd think. So take the time to hit me up at info at NashvilleRocks.com for more info on artist music videos and websites. The Nashville Rocks podcast is for independent musicians, bands, songwriters, artists, and music business types of all kinds. I interview artists so you can hear what makes the music business tick, and hopefully that will help you with your career. It's also intended as an entertainment show. We'll have great guests with great music, so if you're an independent music fan, this show is for you. As always, if you ever miss anything, you can always catch up and get more information at NashvilleRocks.com. Thank you so much for your download. If you'd be so kind as to head over to iTunes and leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. The reviews help the show come up better in iTunes and help with our ranking. If you leave a review, send me an email and let me know so I can make sure to thank you. Just head on over to iTunes, click on podcasts, and search for Nashville Rocks. Thanks once again for the download. My guest this week on the Nashville Rocks podcast is Brittany McLam. She grew up performing since she was a little tyke in pageants and in church. She hails from North Carolina. She's performed on Arthur Smith's Carolina Calling and the Jimmy Snow Gospel Hour. She made friends with folks like Patsy Bell Cox and the late Billy Block and is ready to release her next EP. She's brought us three songs to listen to, two from her first EP and one from her upcoming EP. Folks, please welcome the lovely and talented Brittany McLam. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me today. Uh, I was really excited to to do this specific podcast because I got to listen to your tracks in advance, and I am impressed. Thank you. Thank you for having me too. Really good stuff. I mean, lyrically, musically, it's it's all there, and that's the EP. I mean, the songs that I heard, at least two of them, are from your previous EP. I mm-hmm. can't wait to hear the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Um, I recorded that back in two, well, two of the songs back in 2013. It was kind of a long process, um, but I was very pleased with how everything turned out. Nice, nice. So, you know, we got a big date coming up, and why don't you tell folks about, you know, why we're talking about this? Um, well, July 15th, I'm having a showcase um, at Douglas Corner, and um, I'll be showcasing three of the new songs that I've recorded, um, which actually was made possible um, by a contest that I was in back last summer, um, which was from World Class Talent, um, their management company, and um, I won the competition. It was like a two-month-long process. They had elimination rounds, that sort of thing. Um, They had industry judges. And um, so 
I won, and I went to the studio in January of this year. So by winning, you you were able to get some extra recording time? Yep. Is that, okay. Uh-huh. That was part of the package that you won, is you get three songs recorded at Omni Studios. Nice. So I did that back in January. Um, and so I uh, just kind of wanted to do a showcase to let everyone know what I've been working on. And and it's, is it an official release of those three songs? Um, it's not an official release yet. Um, I'm thinking it'll probably be a single type situation. Okay. Um, Release them as as you choose. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) As you so see fit. Right. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, can I come? Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) See, folks, I invite myself. You see how that works? You get them on the podcast and then you say, can I come? (laughs) (laughs) And we have to say yes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's right. I like who's that guy walking in the door. He's not on the list. (laughs) Um, well, that's that's great. I, I'm glad we're able to do this in a timely fashion that you know uh, really promotes the show that you're doing, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but so you're working on playing fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so first of all, what made you decide fiddle, and and secondly, why fiddle? Okay. Is that the same question? That's kind of the I same question, but. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'll start here. Um, I, when I first moved to Nashville, I felt like I needed to learn how to play guitar. So um, I had, you know, just friends to try to teach me how to play. And they're like, really, the best way to, to learn is to teach yourself. And yeah, that it just went over my head and I got frustrated and I just was not very interested in it. You know, it's not something that I thought was fun. So I dropped it. And then I was like, well, you know, as a kid, I always was fascinated with the piano. So maybe I should try that. Nice. So I started taking lessons in Bell Mead. Um, to, I think I took for about six months and I was still trying to play Old MacDonald Had a Farm. So <laughs> I was just, I don't know. Kind I can of, play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. If that's, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a typical. <laughs> One handed. <laughs> well, that's about where I was. <laughs> so I lost interest in that. And then I guess, um, wow, probably six years later, I decided maybe I should pick up an, an, and try to learn an instrument again. And um, I'm a big fan of bluegrass. And I thought, you know, I've always loved the fiddle and I feel like I'd be okay with that. Nice. And of course, you know, I'd had no idea that it was one of the hardest instruments to learn. <laughs> so, um, well, if you're going to take on a challenge, you know, <laughs> right, might as well just go all out. So I did like a little Google search and um, found my teacher who, at the time, I wasn't aware of, you know, how awesome she was. But um, Deanie Richardson is my fiddle teacher. And if you have never seen her play, you should probably do a little YouTube search. But um, it's like watching the female version of Charlie Daniels or something. Oh, my goodness. She (laughs) is just phenomenal. So she's trying her best to teach me (laughs) a few things. And it's coming along pretty good. That's I love good. it. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're that you're trying to to uh, tackle that. Yeah. And you know, you can at that point you could probably include it some of the melody from it in in songwriting. Uh, right. Um, and she um, is also she knows I'm a singer songwriter, so um, she is trying to teach me fiddle parts to songs that I sing. So nice. That eventually so I'll you be can able do to do the little taste parts. Mm-hmm. Nice, the little bits that are necessary. And then the sound guy on the side, like, turns you down immediately as soon as you're done, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know what those guys do. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, 
just like your bio, you know, just reading through it and seeing kind of where you came from in the, in the music business is, is always interesting to me. I love to read bios, especially when they include things about, you know, performing as a child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not everybody grows up in music. They, like you are with your fiddle, they grow up, they make a decision, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas you kind of, you were a young child in performing. Yes. Do you feel like you've got a different perspective on the music business because of that? Um, well, I think I, it's one of those things where, you know, as a young kid and singing and being in pageants and talent shows, every talent show that possibly existed in the state of North Carolina, um, it just makes me appreciate the little steps, you know, that I, when I make little steps toward my goal, it Mm. helps me to appreciate it more just because I've been working toward it for so long. Right. Right. So how is, so you, you performed in pageants and whatnot, but you also performed in a church, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you sang in church choirs and that kind of thing. Yes. From your perspective and a performance perspective, tell me what the difference is when you're performing in front of a church or, or a talent pageant versus, you know, like a music festival or in a honky tonk. Well, most people would not realize this, but I felt that performing in the church was much more nerve wracking than, let's say, you threw me in front of a crowd of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. I would prefer the thousands of people versus a small congregation, which is, you know, my church was just a, a little country church. So we probably had maybe 30 to 40 people there. And nice. <laughs> you're talking about palm sweating. I had to always bring the lyric sheets to the front because I knew I'd forget the words. And yeah. Oh, goodness. That's me, too. I can't <laughs> I can't remember my own songs. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> hey, and, and I've seen it happen, too. I just don't want to be that person. That's why I'm not performing. I'm just a podcast guy. But, you know, uh, so, you know, that's it. I just think that's a different perspective as far as the music business is concerned when you're, you grow up performing versus just getting, you know, in your teen years, you're like, I want to be a rock star. And you, Mm -hmm. you know, and you do that. I just think it's such a a different perspective, you know? And then even that, the performance aspect of it being nervous in front of 40 people instead of a thousands, you would think it would be the exact opposite. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so back then you were, were, you were just singing covers, singing your favorite artists. Let's talk about that kind of thing. What, uh, what were some of your favorite artists growing up? Um, Who were you heavily influenced by? Well, um, I can remember driving around my golf cart, um, with, cause my parents, I was infatuated with cars. So the, the closest thing they could get me at that point in time was a golf cart. Nice. Um, but um, I would drive around in that with my little cassette player jamming out to Celine Dion, Tony Braxton, Martina, Whitney, Houston. And um, I was just really attracted to the powerhouse vocalists. And I always just dreamed of, you know, singing like that one day. Right. And, um, and really at that point, I never, it never crossed my mind that I wanted to sing professionally. I just liked to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely singing along to their music, you know, which later progressed to when I got a little older, Leanne Rhymes was, you know, she came out and 
just took the country world by storm pretty right. much and had hit after hit. So whenever you heard me singing country um, country cover songs, it was definitely probably ninety five percent of the time Leanne <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to do the you know the. Uh, Almost the yodel style. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, that's how I, I taught my own self how to yodel from listening to her um, I Want to Be a Cowboy Sweetheart and mm-hmm. her blue. And blue, yeah. Version. Love yeah. blue. I sing that in the shower. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I just told everybody that's kind of dumb. So, uh, you know, how about your your evolved tastes like you grew up listening to those singers and then you got into blue what what are you listening to right now um well like i mentioned earlier i love bluegrass so i listen to a lot of Rhonda vincent and um uh leanne womack um some ricky skaggs uh allison krauss for sure of course um so that's kind of where I am. I think those are the prerequisites. Yeah, they <laughs> really are. You have to listen to them. <laughs> Whether you're in country music or you're in bluegrass, you yeah. have to listen to those folks. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I interviewed a guy a couple of weeks ago, uh, Braden Ball, and he mentioned Skaggs. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, there are some of those quintessential artists that yeah. if, you're, if you believe in the country blood, those are the artists that are going to be in the top oh, top 10 list totally. every time. The, like the roots of it, you know. Right, right. Well, you've brought us a couple of songs to listen to tonight. I'm, I'm excited about this kind of thing uh, because, it's, like I said, I got to listen to these earlier, and they're awesome people. So, um, And I'm excited for you about your showcase. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, so what's the, what's the first track we're going to listen to? Um, it is All the Little Pieces. And tell me a little bit, where did this one come from? Um, well, I make a long story short. Um, I, when I moved to town, I lived with a lady who, um, her name is Patsy Belcox. She was in the music industry and for many years. Um, and so she kind of hooked me up with, um, a couple of her buddies that were songwriters. Um, and they got me at this point, I wasn't songwriting yet. So, um, her songwriting buddy sent me a couple of demo CDs of songs that she had written. And one song that I kept going back to was All the Little Pieces. And then not only because of, you know, the range of the song, but um, I could just relate to it. And I felt like a lot of other people could relate to it. Um, You know, no matter how bad someone breaks your heart, when you love somebody, you still love them anyway. Right. Um, And so uh, that song was written by Deanna Bryant and um, Karen Rochelle. And so I was like... And when I started making that first EP, I just knew I had to put that song on there. Nice, nice. All right. This is Brittany McLam, All the Little Pieces.
And we're back with Brittany McLam. That was all the little pieces. And uh, I got I to gotta tell you, when I listen to that song, I'm thinking we got another little Martina McBride <laughs> in the brew in here. Have you had anybody make that comment yet? All the time. <laughs> really? So I'm not an idiot then. No, and it's a compliment. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I hear when I hear that. And a lot of it is the inflection, I think, the way that your vocal style the, your range mm-hmm. and the tone of it, I think, is is a big reason why I can hear her. Yeah, you know, and I can almost see it. <laughs> you know, you see the music video in your head. You know, yeah, exactly. It's good stuff. It's yeah, real good thanks. stuff, and that's from two years ago, folks. Yep. Just wait till the new stuff comes out. Um, so I, I've got to ask you: when I hear a big sound like that, mm-hmm. and because you're, on, <laughs> it's kind of funny. She's on the show because she's not big yet. <laughs> But she will be, and I'm guarantee. I'm actually putting my finger on it that she will be. Um, so, do you, do you have a team behind you? Do you have folks that are working to make you pop, make you get out there? Well, now I do. <laughs> now that I've won the show, um, people started recognize. They recognize. <laughs> well, you know, world class talent. They're a management company, so now they're behind me. Um, and part of the reason why I haven't released the new song yet is they've been pitching them to labels. So we're nice. trying to get interest as, That's right as writers or as a performer performer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I guess you'd be pitching to publishers. That's right. kind of where <laughs> I fell asleep a little bit. Apparently fell asleep <laughs> at the wheel. Well, that's, that's good that you've got that. So after the showcase, have you got a bunch of shows booked or is that something that you're waiting on because of the pitching? Um, right. That's something I'm kind of, um, holding off on. I'm really looking for booking. Um, it's so hard to get good gigs. Um, and especially me who's having to work full time and then try to play shows on the the weekend, you know, paying a band and that sort of thing. I need booking to get me shows to actually pay me. I have yet well, I take the back. I've played one show that's paid me. Well, this um, is Nashville. It is. Well, and this was not even, this was Tip out your of waitress. Nashville, right? And your performer. Yeah. <laughs> right. More so your performer. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> tip the performer people. Keep right. Them, keep them coming back. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll get some interest with booking. That would just thrill me if so. I want to start playing more shows. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I mean, I can definitely. So you've got, if you've got the EP, so you've got five songs from 2013. Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. And you've got the three new ones. So Mm -hmm. you should be able to play a 45 minute set and open up for somebody. Oh, totally. And I've got other songs that I've just written. There's also a problem with that because you're so good (laughs) that you're going to overshadow the main act. And that's Well. (laughs) Unless you can get on with somebody really big. I I can see you opening up for somebody really big, though. Yeah. Well, I hope that happens <laughs> real I, I soon. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I've got I've got my finger on it, and I I really think that that's going to happen. You know, uh, it won't have anything to do with me and my show, but just from the talent, and I've got a golden ear. I think you're going to do really, really well. I'm <laughs> I'm excited for you because when you make it big, I'll be like, you know, she was on my podcast way <laughs> back in the day. Right. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Um, so tell me about the songwriting. You know, that's a really powerful song, mm-hmm. and the vocals are really powerful, so the lyrics have to be there, too. And you mentioned the writers. <clears throat> Tell me about your relationship with them and how you kind of came about choosing that that song. Um, well, I don't have, um, I, I wouldn't say a personal relationship with um, either of the writers. Um, 
basically what I do is um, when I go to publishing companies and listen through their catalogs or um, I have writers that give me um, CDs of songs that they've written. Um, my biggest thing is when I listen to a song, I the lyrics make everything. Right. Granted, the melody is catchy and that's what most people listen to. But so the, you've already made it to the point where people are pitching you songs. Um. I wouldn't say they're pitching me songs. Um, I'll ask them if they have songs that they would want an artist to record. Right. You know, because not all songwriters are singers. So. That's true. Boy, don't you know it? Yes, I, and in the south we say, thing. "Boy, Heidi." Yeah, <laughs> you know that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just listen to the lyrics and. Was um, this one where you were perusing through a, a publishing this, database, or was it? Nope. This was Deanna. Um, she gave me probably like six CDs of all the songs that she, well, not all of them, but a lot of the songs that she had written over the years. And um, I just listened through them over and over and over because sometimes songs don't jump out, jump out at me at first. Um, but the more I listened to this one, I was just, you know, it, it was the one that just stuck out. And mm-hmm. when a song does that. I know it's do a good song. Do you get the little, do the hairs on your oh, arm yeah. kind of jump up and I do the back that, of your neck? <laughs> I do that thing where I'm like, yes, yeah, this is yeah, the one. That's <laughs> so. awesome. So it's it's almost a supernatural thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's like, this is the song you are supposed to sing. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, though. You know, I mean, it, it, we all have like a personal connection with the music and you're looking for that to make right. that decision. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. Um. Well, you know, this, this show is also about the independent, which, you know, that's partially why you're here is that you're an independent and you're out there doing it on your own. Yes. You've gotten, you've won a contest and you've gotten a management company to come alongside you and help you. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, was the, the contest, was that a, was it difficult to make the decision to even submit to something like that? Or was it like, you've got to do this because you can win, you know, how, you know, what kind of decision making was involved in that as far as, you know, because some people be like, oh, these contests, whatever. Yeah. They're yeah. all they're all criminals and they're just getting all these songwriting fees. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you can submit your song for 50 bucks, right. you know? <laughs> which I have done. Oh. Sure. So <laughs> so in this case, that worked for you mm-hmm. submitting to that. How, who helped you make that decision? Did you make it on your own? Well, tell me about it. Well, I made it on my own, and I made it the day before the deadline. Um, I just happened to stumble across it online. Sometimes I'll just do, like, random Google searches of talent competitions or talent contests nice. in Nashville or wherever. And that one came up, and um, as I was reading through it, I saw the deadline was the next day. And so I pretty much just submitted the fee and um, my music, and they wrote back immediately. And... Um, told me that there was a process. They usually do like a listening process where they listen to your music and then they decide if they want you to come in and actually perform it for them before they decide if you are actually in the contest. So there's like a process. Well, they emailed me and said, um, we don't need you to come perform. You know, we've heard your music and you're good. You're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, and I don't, I don't think I was quite aware of... Um, how vulnerable I was going to be on stage um, because the way it was judged was they had industry professionals that judged it. Um, and so it was, was it like one of those uh, reality shows where they're like grilling you with a bunch of questions while you're no, there were no questions really, but they, it was like American Idol. They gave you their feedback right then, right, right. there. And 
it was straight to and the And were point. they all trying to be Simon Cowell, or was it? Um, <laughs> no. I mean, for some people, maybe, but they actually were very helpful with some things, like, you know, their feedback, and then other things. I was like, wow, okay, so maybe I am pretty good. Because, you know, as an artist, you always doubt yourself, and, you know, sure. it, am I really good, or do people just tell me that? I wish or? some people would doubt themselves a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate to do that, folks. <laughs> There are good singers and bad singers. Yeah. They do exist. <laughs> There's a lot of gray area out there. Right. Yeah. So so they were they gave you uh, tips and whatnot mm-hmm. during your performance, your live performance. Right. So how many, I mean, in, in the final show, how many artists were we talking about? Were you up against, like, did they do, like, a bracket, you know, or how, how did that work? Well, there were two, um, I'm trying to remember, um... There were two groups that they had going at one time, so there'd be like, I think it was maybe two shows a week or something like that. So um, there would be like six or seven people each week um, that would compete, and then each they would eliminate some, and then those few that made it would go to the next round. Same thing with the other group that was doing it. And then eventually, when we got to like the semifinals or the finals, they combined us all. And then... Um, they did the same thing. They eliminated and down until I think there were about six or seven of us at the end. And are you performing the same song for every? No, time? I mean you could if you wanted to. Some people did. Um, were you just doing covers? You or? could do covers. You could do um, um, your original stuff, which I did that, and mm-hmm. I did a couple of these song the songs that you're playing tonight. Um, and the funny thing is, the finale one song was. Your choice. Mm-hmm. The second song, or the whatever order you wanted to sing it in, but the second song um, was had to be an eagle song. So, All right, so they're themed. <laughs> so we get to the final. Somebody was somebody in the judges panel was probably a writer for the Eagles or something. <laughs> probably. <like that. laughs> um, but everyone chose Desperado. Everyone. Everyone. That would not have been my choice <laughs> at all. Well, you know, I, it was kind of a tough decision for me. Um, well, it wasn't just Eagles. You had to choose either an Eagles or a Dolly Parton song. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I chose Eagles. But, um, yeah, apparently everybody else had the same idea. And same I could see you doing it. I, I could see you killing Jolene. Well, you know, funny thing is I wanted to do that song, but I thought everyone would do that song. Right, and yeah. then <laughs> it was total opposite. <laughs> You're like, so everybody's going to do Jolene, so I'm going to pick Eagles and everybody picks yes. the Eagles. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Yep. I, hey, I understand. So, so in your case, submitting to a songwriting competition was a wise move. Yes. Would you in recommend? Would you? Yeah. In this instance, yeah. it happened to be a reputable songwriting competition. Mm-hmm. What would you say to an independent that's out there right now, searching Google for a songwriting competition? I'd be very careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, because a lot of them are like I'm oh, saying, they just totally. want the submission fees. Mm-hmm. And then they send you some email that says, "Oh, thank you, um, thank you for your submission. We've chosen." Other folks, Somebody. yeah, and, and you it's never very vague. see who it is, right? And never get any closure. Yeah, it's just like thanks for your submission fee, exactly. you, and you don't know. Hey, did I suck? Right? Was the song not there? Was the music not there? What's yeah. you know? Yep. So let's let's uh, talk about the next song. Okay. Um, you've got two more songs for us to play tonight, which I'm excited about. This next one is "Summer Rain." Mm-hmm. Um, well, it um, was another song that 
I actually got from a friend who worked at a publishing company at the time, and um, she was pitching me some songs. And um, it, it was kind of interesting because she went to this one particular catalog, and like every song, I was just like, wow, this person really, like we connect with how the, the style of her writing and the style that I like to sing, and that's Mallory Hope. And people have probably heard her music. She's a singer-songwriter artist herself. Um, but uh, she wrote the song with John Henderson and George Dukas. Um, and it's just one of those songs that, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's got a good feel. It's got a good beat. Um, it's another one of those songs you can relate to. Um, and I'm all about that. So, um, so there you yeah, it. it's just I knew I, I wanted to record it. There you go. Summer Rain. Brittany McLam.
folks, we're back with Brittany McLam, and that was Summer Rain. I'm, I'm really digging that one. Thank you. And, and I was telling her during the break that I think that had a little bit of Shania in it. So we've gone from one big singer to another. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you get that comment on that song, too? Am no. I, am, no, I'm not. I okay. never get really compared to Shania. Oh, okay. Well, then, I guess I'm unique now. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about your team and, and, and getting getting to that point where you've got people helping you out. Um, are they – how hard is it for an independent – I mean, you resulted to going through the, the 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 song contest. How hard do you think it is now for other songwriters that you're friends with and whatnot to get out there and and get exposure? What kind is it so so difficult that you would like warn people? Um, to get exposure with their songwriting. Yeah, just to just to be a part of the music business, just to get like if you're brand spanking new and you just started writing songs, oh, yeah. you know. It's yeah, tough out there. It right? is tough and it's really tough and I find I still find it tough um to even find people to write with that you mesh well with and that's something you don't know till you write with them. So Right. And sometimes it's the song though. Yeah. It, it you could have a good connection or... with somebody. Like I I've got a real good buddy that we've written a couple songs together, but we've had a couple of songs that just never got finished. Yeah. Because they were just bad. Right. Sometimes you just <laughs> land on a bad song and yeah. somebody has to recognize this stuff this this is awful. Right. Let's <laughs> well, just you should probably just Yeah, trash let's just that. quit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um so let's think about that independent person out there right mm-hmm. now. What what do you think is working? What do you see in the business that's working for an independent? Um, well, networking is definitely the main thing in this town. You know, they always say it, it's all about who you know, but honestly, that's what it is. That's really what and, it is. Uh, so just being new to town and, and wanting to write, go to writer's rounds, um, write with whoever. It doesn't matter that you can write with, you know, and then... Um, you just kind of build your co-writes, I guess. Um, you know, ask your co-writers who who do you write with, and then can I get their information? You know, or where are they playing, or where are you playing next? That sort of thing. And um, before you know it, you'll be <laughs> knowing everyone in town, which is kind of like what I've been realizing lately that everybody knows it's a, everybody. It's a smaller town than you think it is. Yeah. So you know, just. Mainly just networking, getting out to shows. That's, I mean, that's good advice. <laughs> that really is. Um, so we've got we've got another song, and this one is off of your new stuff. This is the three songs that you cut mm-hmm. um, from the contest, right? right? Mm-hmm. And are you in the? Are you writing more now? Even though these songs are cut, they're they're tracked, they're mixed, right? Yes. So are you? continuing to, to oh, write new stuff now. Totally. Yeah. Um, even though I, you don't have the studio time, <laughs> even though, yeah, no, I am. And that's, you know, I want to write more and more. It's just, you know, a challenge when you work all day that's right. and then, you know, most people who songwrite in this town do it during the day. Um, cause they have lives at night. So, um, that a lot of, uh, waiters and bartenders. Out there. Right. Yes. yes. So, um, 
you know, I, I just wrote a song a couple of weeks ago, um, which I'm actually going to be performing at the showcase. Nice. So you have um, to go to the showcase to check to it out. You have to go hear it. And Douglas Corner is a good venue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's parking it's stinks, intimate. But, you know. Well, yeah, it's got a it's it is free parking, but it's small. So yes. Yes. you got to so get, get there, there early. early. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so. that's right. It's it's a good part of town. It's a good venue. They've got good audio in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, let's talk about Dollhouse then. Okay, that that's uh, the new stuff. So tell me about some of the new stuff that's coming out. Okay. Um, well, when I was looking for songs for this project, um, I have a friend who is actually I met through um, my fiddle teacher, um, and her name is Melanie Cannon. And her sister is Marla Cannon Goodman, who is a pretty well-known songwriter in town. Had quite a few hits under her belt. And um, so I was like, hmm, I wonder if she'd have any, you know, songs that I could listen to. So um, I asked Melanie, and she's like, yeah, sure, I'll send you some stuff. And so she sent me a few um, songs via email. And um, when I heard this song, you were talking about chill bumps. Mm Mm-hmm. I got chill bumps and like, I've never been so excited about a song besides all the little pieces Mm -hmm. in my life. And so I immediately wrote her back and said, this one I'm recording. Mm -hmm. So that's done now on to the next two. (laughs) Next, (laughs) Next. Um, so, you know, it it was written by Marla and then Courtney Cole and then, um, Michael Davey, um, and, Actually, Courtney Cole is on another song that I recorded. So, um, obviously, I kind of connect with their writing abilities, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny to me because I have that as a pattern, apparently. But um, I can see that. I mean, yeah. it, it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's kind of like all she wrote, you know. Um, I heard it, fell in love with it. And it's another one of those songs that I just, I personally connected with. You know, um, most people would probably see the title and think, now, what is that song Seems about? Seems a little odd. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I think... It's the title of a, a horror movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, like lots of um, knives and... Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> scary music. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's totally not. So that you can understand the, the awesome song that we're talking about, we're going to play it for you. This is Dollhouse and Brittany McLam. Until you look in the wind 
lullabies No losing yourself in a long kiss goodnight McLam, she is in the green chair, and this is the Nashville Rocks podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> That's a great stinking song. Thank you. I say stinking because I can't cuss. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I could cuss. It's a podcast, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, I would have to. You know, my mom always said, you know, I'll put soap in your mouth if you talk like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but thank you so much for for coming out and hanging with us and and uh, sharing your talent with us. I really think I really think that that you're going to be one of those ones that in a couple of years we'll we'll see on a tour with somebody big. I hope I, so. I really think so. <laughs> um, so we want to remind folks to come and it's it's open to the public, right? Your showcases. Yeah, it yeah, is. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us all the details about how to go and check you out at the at the showcase. Okay. Um, well, I am posting about it all over my social media. So, um, you know, I have my website, which is com. I have Twitter, which is just at Brittany McLam. I have Instagram, which is at Britt J. McLam. And then um, my Facebook, which is um, Facebook slash, well, Facebook.com slash Brittany McLam Music. So you can check out all the details for the showcase there. But, um, just briefly, it's at um, Douglas Corner, July 15th, and doors open at 530. Show starts around 6. Um, it's free. Come hang out. Have fun. Nice, nice. And uh, now that I know it's free, I know I can get in. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's going to stop me at the door. Hey, you're that guy. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. I, I really think I, I do want to show up for something like that. And we're going to put a profile for you up on the website as well with links to all of your socials. So, okay. you know, folks awesome. that are podcast listeners or they do check out the NashvilleRocks.com website, uh, they'll be able to get over to all of your social media assets and all that kind of stuff. Um Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm tell Lucas thank you for for recommending you, um, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope to hear more from you. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's, I think you're you're really going to make it, and um, uh, we'll have you back on the podcast in the future. Okay, sounds good. All right, <laughs> that's Brittany McLam on the Nashville Rocks podcast. 
Well, that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Nashville Rocks podcast. Thank you so much for your download. And please make sure to leave a review on iTunes. Please share this podcast with your friends. And if you know the perfect artist or music business person for the show, send them my way with a quick email to info at NashvilleRocks.com. All right, now remember to follow up. You can always go to NashvilleRocks.com and find out more about our guests like Brittany, download music, or get a Nashville Rocks t-shirt. Keep your podcaster ready for the next Nashville Rocks podcast. Goodbye and God bless. Nashville Rocks. 